You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in store, on social media, and beyond. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash crimes, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash crimes to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash crimes. record we're recording we are recording I don't know what bonus this is we didn't have one last week so I think this is part of the bonus for the most recent two part yeah it is it's the bonus for um of course I don't have it right in front of me the bonus for the David Heisler uh murder Mm -hmm. um and so that was a two-part. Part two comes out Tuesday. Tuesday, um, and it actually will come out Tuesday because I've already edited it. Last week it didn't come out till Wednesday because I was behind on editing. Um, and so we didn't do a bonus for part two of the old lady killer. And so I have like two things from that one. Okay. I was gonna try and have us do two bonuses, but I think we'll just do one, and I'll either split it up or keep it together. Who knows? It's Sunday. We're at Jenna's house. Um, and that's all I got. We have, but we do. Good night. (laughs) Bye. Um, we do, I do have some other things aside from just look up stuff that I want, that I wanted us to talk about, but let me, I'm going to hit the things, two things from the, the little old lady episode. Mm Mm-hmm. So our cousin Michael listens to the podcast, mm-hmm. and which I love. And I guess in I can't remember the context. Oh, I do remember the context. We were talking at the, in the sense of place on the little old lady episode about um, the impossible. That movie with Tom Holland and Naomi, Naomi Watts, the big weight or the tsunami or whatever. And then you started, you know, and then you said Perfect Storm, and then you said mm. you were talking about. I guess another movie and you said um Dante's fire. fire. Yeah. And Michael texted and he said um he said he said it's it's not Dante's fire, it's Dante's peak. That's right. And but it's about a uh, fire. So it's right? well, I looked it all up and so, so it's Pierce Brosnan. 
it is with Pierce Brosnan, but so I guess we said Dante's fire, and I had no idea what you were talking about. And so about then, a volcano. You so then Michael texted me and said it's Dante's peak, and then I in my head I was like, well, what's Dante's inferno? And then I was super confused. So I looked all of them up. Dante's Inferno uh, is a, and I think I did know this in my back brain somewhere, but it's a long narrative poem written by an Italian poet. Um, it's the first part of his epic poem, The Divine Comedy. Um, and uh, it consists of three parts, Inferno, Hell, Purgatorio, Purgatory, and Paradiso, Heaven. Um, and then Dante's Fire, there's really nothing that's Dante's fire um but it's just a name that I came up with right and Dante's Peak is a disaster thriller film released in 1987 Helen Hunt um Pierce Brosnan and Linda Hamilton are the lead roles it revolves around a fictional town named Dante's Peak located in the Pacific Northwest and the impending volcanic eruption of the nearby dormant stratovolcano I bet you've seen it I can't think of it. Oh my gosh, we should put it on. I don't think I've seen it. The town's mayor is played by, yeah, Linda Hamilton. Um, uh, so that was just a correction that I wanted to, because I thought that was kind of an interesting correction. And oh, yeah. it was funny that Michael like caught that. And I would have never, it wasn't even on our list. I didn't even know that we said it wrong. So, Well, cause I didn't know it either. But yeah. also it sounds like I got on a... You did. Uh, you got on a natural disaster yeah. tangent. <laughs> and then in the episode... It was actually, you know, you and me recorded it, but we had a technical difficulty. So then I had to re-record it with Mark. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember when or why, but I, I do know that at some point I said, you know, I think I said like um, abuelas or abuelitas are not part of the nuclear family. And then I was like, wait, is it nuclear or nuclear? And, and I think I wait, actually say those two words again, nuclear or nuclear nuclear it is nuclear nuclear is not really a word right now we're saying it too much too <laughs> well because the nuclear family is tradition <laughs> nuclear <laughs> is that wrong yeah you just said nuclear it's no nuclear is correct nuclear oh what am i saying nuclear oh nuclear. yeah <laughs> i get it okay whatever the word is yeah <laughs> Because that's like the main parents and the offspring, right? Basically, yes. in and a so, traditional family. And I knew what it meant. I just didn't know if I was right. Which, if I was saying it correctly, if it was nuclear or nuclear, and those are very nuanced. I know one's not really a word, but like they're so close. In my, I can't tell the difference. I also, I thought it really was a word, and it meant like like it referred to what nuclear refers to. Like a, it can yes, a nuclear family but also like a nuclear like an atom right. like the nucleus of an atom that and like a and like he went nuclear like crazy like you know people <laughs> use now, your face i just i can't hear the difference i can but nuclear oh, you know what it'll help you to see it look nuclear okay or, or nuclear. nuclear okay yeah that's really hard yeah for me yeah um, okay, so but I said, now we know. Yeah, and I so I said that in the episode, and I said, I'm going to get so much shit for not knowing which it was. Oh, I bet people wouldn't have noticed. No, nobody said anything. Yeah. Um, so those were the two things. And then I, I can't remember if I did this before, but um, I wanted to say thank you if I didn't. This was a while ago. I put up, like, a, on, on our Patreon, I'll walk Henry, and I'll just record a video and just share my thoughts of the morning. And... 
one day I shared the story of Henry, like adopting him at the shelter and like what his previous life was like. And, um, and it was like, you know, 10, 15 minute little video where I was sharing the story of Henry. And I got on our Patreon some really, really nice responses from Paula and Tanya. And I, I can't remember if I ever even responded to them um, or on Patreon or on the podcast. I don't know. But I wanted to make sure that they that it didn't go unrecognized because they both um, left very kind and thoughtful comments um, about Henry's story and about animals and rescue mm. animals and stuff. So I wanted to say thank you to them. And I also had asked our patrons, like... Sorry, I'm picking hair off of my microphone. Um, you know, when we don't have a lot of lookup stuff, like what are some other things we could do on the bonuses? And Zeka gave us um, an interesting idea, which I I probably will never be prepared enough to actually pull this off. But he said maybe the bonuses could be like a triple threat. One third can be house cleaning stuff like reviews, um, corrections, comments, corrections, DMs. Things like that, like listener stuff. And one third could be lookup list, like any anything on your lookup mm-hmm. list. And then one third could be um, the sense of place for the next episode. So oh, to p- tease it? To tease it. Or he, he said, so those of us who who love the sense of place, we can get it early, like the day before, and get excited about the episode. And those people who don't like the sense of place, then the episode just remains the episode like oh, that's you just true, jump yeah. right in um i really like that idea i doubt when we we do these bonuses just kind of like willy-nilly like whenever we can catch a time to do it and have the time and motivation um so i doubt i will ever ever be prepared enough to do that but i like ever? the i like the um idea and then i also promised jane one of our patrons she has asked me several times to talk about what a producer does and what an executive producer does and I think I'm going to record that separately just for Patreon and put it on there. Um, so I promise, Jane, I have not forgotten about that question. And I am going to give you an answer. It's really not a difficult answer, but I just, we have a good handful of things to talk about here. And we're trying to do it before Michael and Mark get back from the grocery store. I doubt. I, whoa. whoa. <laughs> that was like a cough and then a big echo. I doubt we're going to be able to. Are they already at the grocery store? Well, yeah. I mean, I said, are you guys going to make a stop? Yeah. Or are you going right to the store? Just let me know just so we can know. And he said, no, we're going. Well, they're making a stop at your house. Yeah. So they'll probably so have a, That's a good point. A moment there. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll save some of these other things. The, the one other thing before we get into the actual lookup list for the David Heisler was that... Um, and I said this to our patrons that I'd like to start doing even an additional episode a week because I can do it by myself if you and me happen to be together or with Mark. And I was going to call it the weekly WLRs and like what I'm watching, listening to or reading that oh. week, you know, and uh-huh. talk about either a TV show, a movie, a podcast or a book or, you know, all one of all three. Um, and I thought that could be because I we both watch a lot of TV. I listen to a lot of podcasts. We both like to read like you know, I don't know. I I like getting recommendations from people, so I thought that might be an interesting thing to do and um oh, I know what I was going to tell you and you told me to save it. Mm-hmm. So remember I started telling you last night um that Miss Farrellette, mm-hmm. my so when I was a teacher, 
Um, when I taught fourth grade, I taught math, science, and social studies, and then Miss Farrellet taught English language arts, mm-hmm. and so she had thirty kids, and I had thirty kids, and then halfway through the day, we'd switch kids. Um, so she was like essentially my my kind of teaching. Partner. You call it like a co-teacher? Yeah, but even had, though you didn't teach together. We didn't. We had our own classrooms yeah. and everything. Um, but, you know, we were like partners, essentially. And we taught together for several years. And I loved her. Love her. She's one of the most fascinating, interesting women ever I've ever met, had the pleasure of knowing. And um, she was from New Orleans. And she loved the saints. And so I was walking Henry the other day. I've not spoken to her, talked to her in years. Um, pause and sports, sports fans. Sorry, but the saints, Mm -hmm. New Orleans saints, um, football. Okay. Uh, and, (laughs) and, uh, so I was walking Henry the other day and I saw, you know, the saints, um, like symbol or Mm -hmm. mascot is the, I actually know that it's like a fancy cross but it's not, i know it's not a cross i, I can I picture wanna, it perfectly i want to say it's called the fleur de lis but i could be totally wrong about that uh-huh. um anyways i saw one, somebody had it on their car when i was walking henry the other day i took a picture and i texted it to her i was i don't even know if it was still her number is that what it's called mm-hmm. uh-huh um because i haven't even texted with her in i mean it's got to be at least four years i just thought eh, i'll just take a chance and i texted it to her and uh she texted back and said I just left a one hour pep rally for the Atlanta Falcons. I need a detox. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're still teaching? Because I think when I was teaching with her, which was what, six years ago, seven years ago, she had been teaching for 40 years, I want to say. 44 years, something like that. Well, that actually shocks me less now that she was still teaching in a way because... Yeah, was she going to switch? I guess maybe you thought she would have retired. Well, yeah. Okay. She, I think when we were teaching together, she was 65 or 66. So she's she definitely could retire. Like she has, you know. A pension. A great that. retirement, yeah. I'd imagine. Um, but she hasn't. She's, she, and good, lucky kids, because she's a badass teacher. She was great. Um, but anyways. Yeah, I'm p- really curious about how this applies and where it's going. <laughs> So I texted her that fleur de lis and she texted back and um, and then I realized she probably didn't know who it was. So I said, by the way, this is Carmichael. But she also responded to you. She did, but it was very kind of innocuous, hmm. you know. And um, I said, this is Carmichael, by the way. And she said, um, she said, I, I'm going to try and pull it up here so I can say exactly how she said. <laughs> She said, girl, I've been following you and praising you with all the podcast stuff. I told everybody I used to work with a celebrity. Oh, cool. (laughs) And I said, really? I said, that's so funny. I love that. And then she sent me this picture of you and me from the newspaper article. And she said, I brag all the time. Oh, so she just must, you guys must, she must follow you on Instagram or something already, like prior. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think she just happened upon it. No, yeah, she must. I don't don't know how she got it. Some connection to having. Yeah, maybe Facebook or something. Thing. I'm yeah. not sure um, but I just that I thought that was so nice it's and really nice just really um, what's her first name or Phyllis Phyllis Fairlett mm-hmm. wow what a great name great name and just like you would love her she's like a take no bullshit like super straightforward doesn't matter she's gonna tell you to your face everything when I used to get overwhelmed with the kids my first or second year of teaching and I would I was like I 
I can't do it. And she'd be like, send them to me. And one day I sent all 30 of my kids into her classroom because they were being so difficult. I couldn't get them to listen to me. And they were there for like an hour. And she said, just sit in your room and relax. And when they came back, they all came back like with their heads down, apologizing. That's good. Yeah, she's great. So I I don't even think she, I don't know if she listens or not. I don't think so. But I just, I found that fascinating. Um, Fascinating. Fascinating and lovely. I I don't know. I guess that isn't as exciting for anybody else <laughs> as it is for me, but I thought I would share. So, um, okay. Now we have lookup stuff. Unless there's other things that you want to talk about. Mm. Should we talk about what we're watching or listening to? Yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, it's not going to be very interesting to people, but I did want to recommend a book. If I'll yeah. just say one yeah. that I just started reading. So I don't, it's weird, I guess, to recommend it already. No, recommend it. Do it. Or wait, whatever you want. It's called The Myth of Normal. Okay. Gabor Mate. And I don't know if I'm saying oh, it's right. Oh, you told me about this. It's so good. That's right. Okay. Just look it up, guys. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. Um, so, like, jeez, um, it gets loud in here. It does, yeah, because it's echoey. Jen has very uh, high ceilings. He, so I'll just read a little um, blurb that I took from Amazon because I'm very wordy, so this will be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, the book, uh, Gabor Mate, he eloquently dissects how in Western countries uh, that pride themselves on their healthcare systems, chronic illness and general ill health are on the rise. Nearly, This is not what I wanted to read. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds interesting, though. What is really normal when it comes to health? Uh, there. That's yeah, the tagline. That's, that's, that's a good tagline. Look up anything by Gabor Mate. Now, I just said it differently, kind of yeah. like the Temu word <laughs> that you said. Uh, either which way, look him up. He's a like decade, he has decades of experience as a physician and uh, like a general practitioner, but also with speci- specialities in, I think, uh, mental health and the connection between mental health and physical health. Um, so look him up. He's written a lot of books. Right, but cool. The Myth of Normal. The myth of normal. I'm going to have to get that. Um, I have a bunch of books to recommend, but I more than anything just because now I'm thinking maybe I will split this into two. Yeah. So maybe you Well, I know you don't often cut things from, but maybe cut that and we could talk about the other stuff more. The the actual lookup list? No. Or well, like, any which one. Yeah. I mean, oh, OK. I was going to say like I could like we can keep talking about like what we recommend right now and then. I can oh, end fine. it and then we could do the lookup thing. I only have a couple lookup things, but I can make the lookup part separate. Whatever. Let's keep going. Um, so I wanted to talk about, I don't think this is a recommendation, but Jenna showed me a TV show the other day on HBO. Well, I guess it's called Max now. And it's it's not a recommendation to watch. It's a recommendation to um, I don't know, like what? Check it out. It's just f- so no. I think it, for weird. me, I I clicked on it because I thought, oh, it's some reality show. I guess we should say the name. Date meeting a person, potential love interest, but it says it's like you meet them when you're naked. So I just thought, right, it's called Naked Attraction. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So I clicked on it, just like here's some background TV. Mm-hmm. Plus, what? Right. And then I was like bombarded with dicks and <laughs> vaginas and all the things, which is fine. But it, it's, it's like shocking. It's, it's straight shocking. up 
naked. It is full nudity, and it isn't just nudity. They, well, like, okay, we're doing this badly. Let's explain the concept briefly. I mean, didn't I just? Well, I guess I said the general gist is right. a dating show or a p- finding a potential love interest. Right. So it's like this. Per- like the first half is a woman, and there's five or six men, and she's standing on the stage. And on the stage, there's like five or six um, look like a telephone booth boxes basically but they're like life-size life-size doll boxes right and you can't see through them though and so first they and then they raise like the the curtain basically in front of all these men just up to their waist and they are completely naked so this woman is has to like cut one or two people based solely on their penis well, or their, their lower, toes. Or their toe. Yeah, their lower half of their body. Which, again, that feels weird because somehow this is done, or the one episode I've seen, mm-hmm. you find out more about each person and everyone seems really gracious even when they're kicking someone out of the doll box. Right. But really and truly, if we get down <laughs> to it, it's about judgment of their body. body. Yeah, yeah. Which, which we all do, I guess. Which feels terrible, but it also, there is something very... Um, I think good about the show because the, not these people, are, these are very real bodies, real bodies with real, real hair and real, you know, um, or lack of hair, acne. <laughs> That's what you landed <laughs> on, like real hair or lack of hair. I mean, just, you know, si- different sizes, shapes, everything. Hey guys, everyone like just look down and that's your it, like they're just real bodies it's not like right. uh, models it's not supermodels right yeah. exactly and so I think that there's something nice about that because it kind of normalizes um that like not a you know you usually only see supermodelly looking people on tv um but and then they so she, she lets somebody go and then they continue to raise the curtain up to what shoulder level I think their chest and yeah. then last is face right and then, and then the second half of the show, same thing, but a man with five or six women there. And it's just shocking. I mean, the host of the show like is like, well, okay, what do we, what do we think about this penis? Yeah. And like walks over and the camera like zooms right in. I think it's also a demonstration of, and I don't actually know this, but we talked about it like that maybe uh, America is less comfortable with nudity that, cause, oh, Definitely. we should say this. It's, it's based in the UK. Oh yeah. That's important. Yeah. Yes. That's important. So yes. like maybe that's something yeah. that I thought of or we thought of. And I think I think America is less comfortable with nudity for sure, but this is like this is the other extreme. This is like super comfortable with nudity. Yeah, and it's not within a sexual scene or anything right. like that. That's um, right. That's what makes it kind of odd and bright lights. Very bright lights. But I also think there's honesty to it. Like it, yeah, it does feel ju- it, is it is judging judgy. people off their looks and mm-hmm. also but what is um, online dating in the beginning. Not that you're judging someone's penis necessarily, but you are. You're basing it on looks and yeah, mostly you know, looks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that and they say that I think in the intro of the show, like in a, in a, in the age of all the Tinder swiping. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They you do. Know? Um, anyways, it is shocking and fascinating, and it's not. There are six seasons of it, which also blew our minds. Um, it's not something I could like sit and watch, and it's definitely not a family friendly show unless <laughs> unless you 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 are trying to expose your kids to being comfortable with nudity, which I applaud. Um, but it's definitely something to check out. It is worth looking into.
Oh, Michael and Mark just got home. All right, well, they're not here yet, but yeah, they're about to be. All right. Well, this is. I'll put this out, and we'll try and do yeah. the other. We'll do the look up, the other look up stuff. Later. Later. Um. Okay. Well. Nice talking to you on the mic. <laughs> Check out uh, Naked Attraction. Naked or attraction. don't. Yeah. <laughs> and if you do, please tell us what your thoughts are. I would be very fascinated to hear what other people think of it. And um, I mean, this is 20 minutes. This is this it's will be fine. a little something we'll put out tomorrow and we'll do the other one. So thank you guys for listening and uh, hug your loved ones. Bye-bye. Bye. Death by Southwest is hosted by Jenna Schneider and Margot Carmichael. Executive produced by Margot Carmichael. Produced by Jenna Schneider. Audio editor.